Hi, everyone. This is Jenny G. Perry, and welcome to Goddess and Gab. I want to introduce my guest, Alice. Take it away. Tell them about you. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Alice Langholt, and um, I'm really happy to be here. Very excited to be able to join the conversation, and um, totally honored to be featured on Goddess and Gab because it's an awesome show. Um, about me, uh, I'm, I'm a person that has decided to uh, create a career around what I think is important and what I like to do, and that's meant uh, to pull together a lot of different things that I like to do and make them all a part of my career. So I'm like pretty multifaceted. I am a Reiki master, so I do energy healing. I offer that in person in my office, and I also offer distance healing sessions, which, yes, it's real. And I am so uh, excited by energy healing and the whole idea of intuition and consciousness and how it helps connect us to the world and change our reality that I created a school um, which is online called Reiki Awakening Academy and I run that school and teach a lot of different classes and have some really awesome teachers that are also a part of it and I also uh, officiate weddings because I just want there to be more love in the world and I so I try to help that happen <laughs> by helping people mm -hmm. get married. Um, and in addition to all of that and having four kids, um, I write books about self-care, about Reiki, and I have a couple of fiction books out there as well, and I create apps. Um, I just published an app today uh, called My Daily Haiku. It's for Android. And it's for writing haiku, and it saves it for you, and you can go back and look at that or download it or share it, and it's just a little moment of creativity to throw into your day whenever you want to, and it gives you prompts if you want them. Uh, and oh, that's so cool. <laughs> check it out. Um, and, and, yeah. I'm in a, and I want to learn. I'm always learning and always interested in learning more, and so I'm in a, a metaphysical science program um, working on a PhD in metaphysical science so that I can grow and learn and then bring that to my students and my school and the people that I work with to help them, you know, use whatever I can learn to help other people uh, experience something bigger than just the day-to-day -day drudgery or the stress over the politics or the things that they feel stuck in. So that's, sounds like a lot I know, but it all sort of fits together under a theme. So it exactly. Well, totally. It makes sense to me. It's like that's that's why we're drawn to each other, right? Is yeah. people that are of like mind. And so I thought that um, a great thing for us to talk about was about maybe set, for people that have never even heard of Reiki, what is Reiki, and then different um, types of energy healing, and then we will also go into like how that relates to prayer and intention because some people get a little bit freaked out if they're Christian and they have been, you know, used to a certain way of thinking on what their parameters about almost like what's safe. And it's like, you got to go by your intuition and feel, you know, God is not just in that building, you know, in that church. And, you know, I, I think it's always um, wonderful to be expanding your mind, but for some people it is scary because they, they just, you know, they, they worry it's a cult or they worry that it's not of the light. And so give them a little bit about, energy healing and your take on it. Okay, sure. And in fact, it's such a great question that you brought up. Um, what's the difference between energy healing, prayer and affirmations? And I actually even wrote a course called what's the difference between energy healing, prayer and affirmations? 
answer it. that question. Uh, so that's a really good question, a really important question. But let me get back to the first thing, which what is Reiki? and maybe what it even is energy healing. Um, Reiki is an energy healing method. This is my one sentence definition. It's an energy healing method for pain relief, stress relief, and better health. Um, and, and so with that as an introduction, I, I guess energy healing is a way of um, clearing your own uh, energy and energy is what we're made of. I mean, there's our bodies and that houses our energy for this lifetime, but the energy is part of something much bigger. Life force energy is what makes everyone alive. It's your thoughts and consciousness, your awareness of being and the ways in which you decide to respond to the things that happen in your environment. Uh, so your body reflects the state of your personal, emotional and thought-based energy by showing you when something's off. That's why there's pain. I mean, pain is an, an alarm and illness is an alarm and it's a, it's a way of trying to make you slow down and, and attend to things that are out of balance in your own emotional or uh, situational kinds of energy experience. So um, energy healing is a way of bringing the energy system into balance so then the body can respond with healing and a person just feels more positive and better and because it relieves stress and relieves pain and it takes takes away the things that are feeling wrong. Um, and, and it also helps a person be more healthy because when the energy is imbalanced, when your emotions are imbalanced, then your body can heal much faster. Stress has a tendency to block the body's ability to heal. And so when, when energy healing you know, works its best, it helps relieve stress and then that helps clear pathways. Sort of like uh, acupuncture in a way because acupuncture is trying to um, remove blockages to the pathways of energy by stimulating certain points in the flow of the energy. Um, life force energy is, is everywhere. And so if I give somebody Reiki, I give them a Reiki session, what I'm doing is not giving them my energy. Um, I'm just facilitating a transfer of clean and pure and high vibration, let's say life force energy for that person to receive where they need it so their body can heal themselves back into balance. Mm, yummy. Uh, I like that. And so then how would you, how would you then explain the power of intention and prayer and how that, how that actually can promote healing? Okay. So all of these things are important because intention is the basis of all creative energy. And I like to call it creative because what we can intend is something that we can create. I mean, everything is intention. If you put your focus on something that is intention, uh, if you're angry and you're focused on your anger and you think about how angry you are, you're going to just stay angry or get angrier and just be in that funky place. But if you change your intention to one of I'm going to focus on gratitude, it is impossible, try this sometime, it is impossible to be angry and grateful at the same time. You can't do it. Because gratitude just takes away anger. You, you can't be both. They are just opposites. So uh, if you can focus on things that you're grateful for, you kind of find yourself flooded with like this love, which then mutes anger and helps it helps you see compassion instead of anger so in any case 
all of it comes back to intention. And what is intention? Intention is, I call it uh, directive thought. It's giving directions in a way. Uh, with When I work with Reiki, my first intention is to turn Reiki on. Like if I'm going to use my phone, I turn my phone on, use Reiki. I think, okay, Reiki on, or it's time for Reiki, which basically is putting my focus on Reiki energy. And then I tell it where to go. I say, okay, relieve pain or give the healing that is needed to this person or help me uh, increase my patience at this moment when I'm feeling impatient or what all mm -hmm. the, whatever intention I have for the energy to work on, <clears throat> that's the way it gets directed because our thoughts are part of this consciousness which makes things happen. And that's why I call it creative because this is what makes things happen. It changes our direction, um, our focus, what we focus on grows stronger. So if you focus on gratitude, you find a lot more things to be grateful for, and it gets easier to do that. Because some of the some of the things are, are there all the time, you know, be grateful for, you know, oh, well, I do have my health, and I have my family, and I have my, you know, food in the fridge and clothes on my bod, you know, but, but then you start to feel grateful for the little things, like I found a parking spot in a really, you know, that was easy, or I uh, ran into this person exactly at the right time, and, you know, just little things that also make your life better, and the more that you start noticing and kind of taking delight in them, the more of them there are to notice, and so intention is really, really a way of redirecting your life toward in, in a better direction, and there's many ways to use it, so prayer Okay, all okay, prayer and affirmations and energy healing all work at their core. They all have in common intention. If I am saying a prayer for someone, I am intending for God or a, whatever, you know, um, spiritual intervention to come in and help that person with whatever it is I'm praying for or praying for myself or my family or so forth you know to i'm asking god let's say god in quotation marks however god goddess whatever you want to call your higher spiritual source um to intervene in someone else's life okay to intervene in a good way and help them and in whatever way you're thinking that they could use the help okay and that in that way you are putting that spiritual aspect that you're praying to in charge of doing the thing and there is an intention involved in that, of course. My intention is to help this person with healing. However, I'm it, during a prayer, in a prayer situation. I'm not energetically involved directly with making it happen. And so this is where things start to become different. With Reiki, I am involved in the process. When I'm giving Reiki to a person, even by distance, I am able to feel that person's energy. I am in asking for the energy to come and help them yes and in that way my intention is being used and being aided by a higher source let's say but i'm involved in the process too just like a surgeon you know is working mindfully on a patient okay i am not doing the thing like in a physical way the way a surgeon does but i am observing it in action and i'm a part of the process i can feel the places where a person has pain through my intuition so i'm i'm in it you know i'm partners mm -hmm. with higher source and 
my intention is to be a part of this healing process uh, aided by the spiritual you know oneness of all that's part of this so it's it's more active and in for that reason I teach my students very seriously that there is um, an ethics about this that you don't just go and give Reiki to a person without permission unless mm -hmm. like a doctor the person's unconscious and you you know you want to aid on, on air on the side of helping um, but anyone that's conscious and capable of making a decision if I want to offer them Reiki I will ask because a person deserves a choice just like if they're like some religion that would not be accepting of energy healing but would be accepting of prayer or maybe not even that. I mean, everyone deserves a choice about who's sending them energy and why. It's very judgmental to just assume somebody needs your, you know, your brand of energy healing. Um, there yeah. are people that may just have a, maybe they're involved in some other kind of holistic care or something and they don't want anything to intervene with that because this is what they're doing. Or maybe they don't like me and they just, or they think I'm a weirdo yeah. or something and they don't want yeah. me to send them energy. It's presumptuous. It's like mixing tylenol into somebody's coffee it's or valium <laughs> it's like you don't do okay. that that's considered wrong because people should have a choice even doctors give you a choice they say i recommend you take this antibiotic you can choose whether or not you're going to take it the doctor just makes a recommendation um and and so just like that i i offer and let people say yes that would be nice or no thank you and i don't get you know upset if they say no so yeah, exactly because it's it's comfort level and the way I, I consider a higher power is I think of it as ice cream and whatever flavor of ice cream you like that's fine I don't I don't think that any flavor of ice cream needs to be better than the other and I think that if you can just respect that the other person's flavor is just different than yours as the world would be a much happier place um, when it comes to energy I will um, you know, teach energy clearing to my clients and to whoever I feel needs it. And I, you know, balance chakras and whatnot. But it's funny because if I get, if I get involved even in, in this conversation, I start to feel energy in my eyes. I don't know what it is about the eyes, but that's where I feel a lot of energy. And it's like something where I guess if somebody didn't know what it was, it's not like your eyes are tired. It's not that it's not my eyeballs. It's like around my eyes. It's like, um, it's hard to explain <laughs> why I feel energy in my eyes but that's where I will feel it and I can feel like I got to get myself in balance so that I don't drain out of that area I'm not sure why specifically there but I don't know if it's related to the third eye or not mm, probably oh, I would say that makes a lot of sense that it's because physically the eyes the ears the nose um, those are all part of the third eye chakra and the third eye chakra is about intuition so it seems to mm -hmm. me like you're just very sensitive there because your third eye chakra is getting active and you're noticing that um, mm -hmm. it's a reminder to you that as probably someone who's got a lot of empathic abilities you need to be careful of your own energy that you aren't absorbing anybody else's when you're feeling compassion towards them and reaching towards them with the intention of helping them be you know balance their chakras or heal this um, this issue that they're having exactly uh, and, and so we were talking about before we got on the call we were talking about meditation and I was saying how I need to really make sure I put that back into my schedule like you know I can have the best of intentions where I'm going to do it in the morning or I'm going to do it at night and then certain days because of the five kids you know in life it's 
it does not happen. But I will make sure that there are moments of mindfulness in my day and moments where like sometimes I just to drive to Starbucks by myself in the car is like a meditation because I'm just very clear. There's not that, you know, um, I'm not looking at, at my phone. I'm not looking at, at TV. I'm not, I'm not in, you know, creating something on the computer. I'm just in like the kind of in the zoned out space, but like in a good way. Mm-hmm. So you had said that you had studied transcendental meditation, which I know that, that did they give you when you went to the, um, when you went to the retreat, did they give you your word? Was that what, what happened? Um, I got my mantra when I first started uh, training um, here in the DC area and I started taking that. They give it to you the very first day. Okay. And do you still use it? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just curious. Um, A lot of people do. I, know, I do not. <laughs> well, and, and if people have ever done Oprah or um, the Oprah and Deepak challenges, how um, you know, there's a different mantra for every day. Like I didn't do the last one because I just certain, you know, certain time periods, you know, are just busier in your life. And I didn't hop on that last one that they had, but those were pretty yummy. And you could really essentially take any of those and make that your mantra, whatever resonates with you. Yeah. It's funny because in transcendental meditation, they want your mantra to not have any meaning. They give you wow. give you a mantra that doesn't have meaning because they think if you're focused on one meaning, then you're limiting yourself to that meaning or you're thinking about that topic. So if my mantra is joy, suppose if it was joy and, and I was saying to myself over in my mind, joy, 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 I might be thinking I'm not feeling any joy right now or hard to feel joy when I'm so pissed off or, or where's the joy, where's the joy, come on joy, I mean there's like too many things related to the word joy, well is this joy or is this happiness, And I mean I would get into a whole philosophical thing in my head versus if the word was, you know, something that doesn't have any meaning to me, yeah, then Mm -hmm. I'm only using it as a, a a tool to get the other thoughts out of the way rather than invite some in. <laughs> True. Exactly. Well, that's where you can never go wrong with Ohm. You can right. never go wrong with Ohm. And I um, want another <laughs> mantra that if I were to be angry and want to really reset myself is to say Ohm Shanti three times, which is you know, peace within me, peace with the other person and then peace with, you know, God, or you could say peace with the world and then peace with God. Um, and that's always a great one for me to clear. And then um, the Om Mani Padmi Hum, which is, you know, has like all of the Buddhist teachings all in that mantra right there. Uh-huh. And I really don't like have a literal um, like translation. So my mind just goes to it. And it's definitely like, it's interesting. If something's in another language, you really don't have any attachment to it versus being raised Catholic, you know, Hail Mary, you know, all of those, there's words that I know. And they have all this attachment to them versus when beautiful chants, you know, during yoga. And I was like, well, this sounds yummy and it feels good. So, yes, I like this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's that's the thing with um, with transcendental meditation is they're going to give you a mantra that they tell you doesn't mean anything. And they just want you to just use that as a tool to clear your mind. Um, but, um, but other ones like OM is a very nice one because it has like also – um, vocalizing it, the vibration of the word "om" is is very soothing to the energy system, and has a lot mm-hmm. of like, benefits in that way too. And so it helps you get into a deeper meditation if you chose to use that. I've tried lots of yes. 
lots of ways and my mind just is very very active and so um, I I change it up sometimes too just to uh, just because I can get bored like too easily so I maybe one day I would just do I'm going into a quiet room in my head and just putting myself in there and and just being quiet and I can do that some that helps sometimes I can be like okay everything else is outside the door it's like a noise outside of the room but I'm in my quiet room. Mm. other times I'll listen to music like quiet music meditational music um, uh, or I will count my I'll count but not count my breaths because then I feel like I've got a job which is okay sometimes if I'm trying to focus on doing one thing but instead I try to make the space between my numbers as long as it can be with no nothing in between with no thoughts in between the, the one to two and usually one and two are close together and then I can wait a little longer before I say before I think three because I think three as soon as a thought comes in so there gets mm. to be a longer space and I'm looking for those quiet spaces in a meditation and if I even count well, and to ten three times I've done a good job <laughs> exactly well that's the thing is the you know if if you um, go from the perspective of like, say, Deepak Chopra, like if you have like a moment of no thought, like you accomplished it. It's not like the goal isn't necessarily that you're going to sit down there for 15 minutes and you're going to have no thoughts. Right. Like if you can get one moment of no thought, like you're nailing it. What I, what I will tell people is that like, it's almost like you're, if you can observe your thoughts as they're passing by, almost like you're counting sheep, like where are just kind of like they go by, you know, or like passing on a screen. And then I, I will take out the little golden dustpan and just like brush it away. And with the mind is so funny though, because it, what it'll do is it'll try to come up with the craziest thought to get your attention. Mm -hmm. Because if it's just like, oh, I need to get fabric off and you're like, okay, whatever. And then it's just like, and then it's like, but then, oh my God, I, I completely forgot about that. Or it's like, you're fat. And you're like, what? What just happened? And like all of a sudden, it's like, it's like a triggering kind of thought where it's trying to grab you in instead of just being like, okay, you're so immature. <laughs> just brush that thought away and keep going. And it's really funny when you, when you see that your mind is, um, is something that you can harness or you can let be in charge. And that's where like all the old programming is just like constantly repeated. And so what... Um, I wanted you to give people a little bit of your wisdom in the way that what are, what are most people coming to you for and what would be your one piece of advice for them with that? So most people that come to me have are, are the first thing that they write is that they're stressed out and they have trouble relaxing. Sometimes that's manifested in some physical symptoms as well, like pain or inability to sleep or feeling, you know, really like they're stuck in their life and, and so forth. And then sometimes uh, they just feel like they're stressed all the time and they wonder if Reiki can help. So um, we talk about the things. Sometimes we'll talk about the things that st are stressing them out. And they're not illegitimate things. They're legitimate things. They're your work and they've got a person that lots of demands and they have a, or their spouse, you know, is, is not, it's not a good time in their relationship uh, or they're in the middle of a divorce. I mean, they've got reasons to be stressed, sure, but that doesn't mean that they have to go around being stressed actively being stressed all the time there's different ways to handle stress and reiki can help a person be not owning every single thing and and that's that's the important part and to feel more empowered because it is impossible to feel confident and stressed at the same time that solar plexus chakra 
if it's in balance and we can hand off here here's a bit of wisdom okay this is how I learned to stop worrying and I teach this to a lot of my clients because it just is simple I love simple I don't like things that are complicated I want the easiest method of doing the things that I need to do then I can do more um, this is how I learned to stop worrying and I just like kind of realized that I do this and then I'm like hey this is what I do first of all I think to myself oh, I'm worried about whatever it is you know topic okay so or this is stressing me out and so I think to myself all right I put it through a flow chart can I do something about it yes or no because doing something is an active response and when we are active we are empowered and then if we're empowered then we're not stressed so if the answer is no I can't do anything about this this is just not in my control in any way then I say then I don't there's nothing for me that's productive about this worry so I hand it off I actually just give it to my guides and angels and I say here guys you, you're you you take this please and fix it and let me know when there's something I should do put an idea in my head or put something before me that says oh here's something I can do and until then please work on it so that because there's nothing for me to do so you can have it and I just and some people say oh give it to God and whatever but for me it's my guides and angels that's how I think of it my guides are my advisors and my angels are the ones that make stuff happen they make coincidences happen they arrange events and whatever they fix stuff so I just hand it to them and then I don't worry about it anymore because I've done something I've given it to the team that's in charge if the answer mm. is yes I can do something about it then I make a list what can I do you know a b c d e or one two three four five and I put down these things and then I start working on it what am I gonna so which one of these am I gonna do first and I'm working on it and then if I'm working on it I feel like cool I'm changing the situation, I'm making something happen, I'm doing something that makes me feel empowered and there's no more worry. Now, the only other thing is that sometimes my list of what I can do is so long that I don't know what to do first. It just feels like overwhelming. When that happens, I have a different way of tackling that, which is I say, all right, I've got 20 million things that I could do right now in this next hour and I don't know what's the best thing to do and I just need some guidance so I sit down with my notebook a clean piece of paper in there and my pen and I write at the top of the page you know, something like guide me or tell me what's the best way to do this and then I just sit and breathe quietly calm my mind down try to just you know have a little meditation moment and then I just start writing and I just let the pen go across the paper and capture whatever it's gonna do I don't worry about spelling or grammar or how's my handwriting I just start writing without being attached to whatever's coming out and not trying to think of what to write but just writing and I write until I feel like I'm done and usually about three pages later I feel like I'm done and I go back and I read what the heck did I just write to myself and there'll be little bits of wisdom in there like oh here this is a good idea that came out because I finally shut up in my head and let the good ideas come out and then I can pick okay these are the ones I'm gonna do first and I feel like I'm back to the empowered part so in all of these scenarios this, this situation these uh, tools that I've come up with to use they stop me from worrying because worrying is the least productive thing for me to do and I'm either going to be productive or I'm going to hand it off because it's there's nothing for me to do right now no, that's beautiful I, I really like that and I'm going to use that 
it's like we need those reminders. We all do. Um, and so as we wrap up the podcast, I wanted you to tell everybody on um, how they can get your books and get um, more information about you and your services, tell them about your website. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'd love to. Um, my school website, uh, for those who would like to learn more about Reiki or more about the classes that I teach um, and the things that we offer, the other teachers that, and, and what they're teaching and the programs we have, is called Reiki Awakening Academy. And Reiki is spelled R-E-I-K-I. And then awakeningacademy.com. It's a long name. Sorry. And <laughs> so Reiki, Reiki Awakening Academy. If you just want to know more about Reiki, my practice by distance or in person in the D.C. area, just go to reikiawakening.com follow me at Reiki Awakening on Twitter um, and you can always talk to me there or um, I have a Reiki Awakening page on Facebook as well uh, and a channel on YouTube by that name. Um, to look at my books of course you can always find me on Amazon and just under Alice Langholz look up Alice Langholz you'll see a whole list of all the books I've written and a lot of them are on self-care for busy people which you could uh, there's 30 second things that you can do to balance body, mind, spirit, emotions during your day, just at any random time. And there's, I have a calendar that has 365 different things that you can do in 30 seconds and you just turn to the date and it's perpetual. So you can use it any year and see what's the thing to do today. And it might be a yoga stretch or it might be a med, um, something to think about, or it might be um, um, some, it's something like uh, comes from numerology or astrology or lots of different uh, sources for these things um, and or visualization or affirmations or something to write down so different things you can do every day there's also one I wrote a moment for mom it's a book that has 101 free things for moms to do in 30 seconds to balance body mind spirit emotions but just it brings you back to the the goodness of the motherhood experience or cutting yourself some slack there's a lot of that and there's one for couples too a moment for us and one for teachers called a moment for teachers and one for um business people that's a deck of cards i don't know if i have any of them in stock that's called a moment for success so i created a lot and an app so i like put i really put some thought into helping busy people find a, a 30 second moment to reset during the day to do something for themselves and it makes a difference so there's that um so you'll see those books in my reiki books and my work of fiction which just won an award uh in for inspirational fiction in the reader's choice uh reader's favorite that's called the reader's favorite international book awards it won that award wow that's awesome that's so, so exciting. Oh, thank you. And I have an author webpage. It's alicelangholz.com where you can see uh, excerpts from my book or get a free download of one of the books if you want to do a review or check it out. Um, so there's that too. So I guess that's pretty. Oh, and I have, and I'm a wedding officiant. So if you want to get married, <laughs> you want me to marry <laughs> you. And I'll do like any, same sex. It's great. I just, I'm about love. You love each other and you want to get married. I want to help you get married. Um, my wedding, my wedding, my wedding website is wedding officiant number four love. So wedding officiant for love.com, but the number four, cause it had to be too many letters. So wedding officiant for love.com is my wedding website. And basically if you just Google Alice Langholz, you'll be able to find pretty much a lot 
of pages and all things. <laughs> <laughs> you're amazing and you're so knowledgeable and I'm so glad that we were able to have you on today. And then I have my, my two and a half year old bust into the room. Like <laughs> she's like, okay, your time is up. <laughs> but thank you for, thank you for having me on. I mean, thank you for being on. <laughs> Honey, hold on a second. Hold on. Go talk to daddy. I don't know what's on your face. It's like, that's, you can't, you can't even um, <laughs> stop that stuff from happening. It just happens. Um, but thank you everyone. And we'll see you next time on Goddess and Gab. This is Jenny G. Perry. And you can always find out more about me um, on social media under Jenny G. Perry or go to my website, jennygperry.com. Okay. Take care. Thank Bye -bye. you, Jenny.